Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, welcome to the Midnight Frankcast episode number 60. I am one of your hosts, Josh. Um, our doctor of filmonomics is road tripping tonight, so he's not hanging out with us, but we do have our scream queen, Maddie. Hello. And our doctor of everything else, Patrick. Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, another fully loaded show tonight, so we are going to kick right in. As always, we watched a trailer. Tonight, we watched the trailer for a little film called The Banana Splits. Who wants to start? <laughs> uh, being the one person in the room that remembers the banana splits from being a kid, this movie kind of intrigues me a little bit because I always thought they were creepy anyway. I never did actually watch an episode or remember watching an episode, and maybe that's because as a kid I found them creepy mm-hmm. even then. Yeah, yeah. So watching this now, it's like it just you know fulfills every self-fulfilling prophecy that I had about the banana splits in the first place. So I think this is something that I'll probably catch. Yeah, it's going to end up on, I guess, sci-fi, which is kind of a bummer, because like I said, uh, Critters and Leprechaun and stuff like that, kind of mm-hmm. that, that feels like it should land there. But the the Banana Splits feels like it should get more of a push than just sci-fi. I don't know. I think of sci-fi and I think of just really dull, shit, crappy movies, I guess. And this just doesn't seem like one of them. I grew up in the 80s with like Bozo the Clown. And uh, the rocket fire explosion from Showbiz. And, like, that's what it kind of reminds me of. But uh, I don't know, this movie looks like a ton of fun to me. So wherever I have to hunt it down, I will probably check it out. Yeah, yeah this is all I want in a horror movie. I just want a bunch of fun. I want my childhood dreams destroyed. I want some gore. <laughs> just I want people sawed in half. Like, it won me over. This will be one I will be checking out. And probably not at 2 a.m. I have a feeling this will secure a prime spot yeah, for on sure. sci-fi. When a lot of this reminds me of like those mechanical things like you had brought up before when we were talking, Maddie, with the you know like the Chuck E. Cheese animatronics yeah. and yep, stuff yep, like that. Yep. And, and they weren't animatronics. I mean, obviously, there were people in these costumes and stuff like that. But it, it just reminds me of that. And those, you know, those are creepy for kids the way it is. Oh, yeah. My brother, he'll kill me for saying this, but he was terrified of Chuck E. Cheese when we were younger. Yeah, well, so I, we had Showbiz Pizza before it was Chuck E. Cheese. Showbiz, and yep. so that that was where the rocket fire explosion was. That, that mm-hmm. was the, the, the name of that show um, on stage. And yeah, I remember it being super creepy when I was a kid. Um, even now, you go to Chuck E. Cheese and you see that electronic show and it's there's kids that will not go up to that stage because yep. it's got a nice creepy tone to it so imagine if they jumped <laughs> off that stage that is the banana splits but i think it's gonna be cool so i think so as well <laughs> so yeah is yeah. that i mean that would be the fastest uh coverage we just did of a trailer i think uh, this ever. is probably going to be a shorter <clears throat> cast anyway because well we're down one person yeah yeah we'll see when we get to the feature greg you better be tuning in i'm looking for you dude I know you're driving though. So. He's in Oregon. He's enjoying all of Oregon's finest. Yeah, but he knows what, <laughs> he knows what time we cast. He can take a minute and jump on. I think we saw uh, said August. August is when it's supposed to drop. Yes, August 2019. Mm-hmm. VOD wherever you can find it. Uh, check. Now, out. It was interesting because it said digital and Blu-ray or a DVD, whichever yeah. it was. It didn't quite say VOD, but I would only assume since it's being produced by Sci-Fi that it is VOD. Yeah. Well, so. it said like Sci-Fi Wire. What is that? Is that their like streaming channel? I have no idea. Yeah, There's so many streaming channels coming out now anymore that 
it's crazy. Good luck. You might as well go back to cable for all the oh money my you're going to pay for all the new streaming apps that are coming through. So I know it's crazy. Like every time, every week, I swear, there's like a new one. Mm-hmm. Like who can even keep up with that? And even though you're like, well, it's only like $6 a month, that would add up so quick. It adds up really yeah. quick. It seems like Sci-Fi Wire is like their <laughs> article thing, like their news feed, oh, okay. that type of stuff. Okay. Cool. So, so when we saw Sci-Fi Wire, it's probably just the, per- the the group that did the announcement on YouTube or whatever it was. Oh, okay, so. cool. I cool. was like, not another one. Um, yeah. So, as always, we'll drop that trailer on the Midnight Frightcast or Midnight Frights page. Um, so, if you've not seen the trailer for the Banana Splits, we will. Oh, Patrick just gave me that look like. Don't promise shit you can't deliver. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because if I forget to do it, you can do it. Though. Yeah, we any will, of us can do it. We will try yeah. to remember to drop the uh, trailer for the banana splits on the Midnight Fries page. So if you have not seen that, uh, go there and check it out. You or- guys haven't <laughs> given me access to that yet. Is that that's probably a smart move on y'all's part? But I'm just uh, saying, I mean, just, just make your admin on that, and she'll have access. I thought, to all I thought that. you were an admin on it. Am I? I think you are. I have no be. idea how. Oh, podcast page. At least <laughs> you should. Yeah, be, so. yeah. At least okay. I'll, I'll double check. And Greg uh, Gale says, "Hey, have fun without me." Ah, uh, he is there. He's listening. Dude, don't drop out now, man. I know if you're going to drop oh, out will. or not. He will. He's um, driving. So anyway, uh, news. We're going to go on to news. Who's got news? Uh, oh. I mean, we have to do this without Greg because yeah. I'm not going to. It's the news, news, news. He just did it anyway. Yeah. So. yeah. But it's cool. We got it in there. Uh, who wants to start with the news? My news is dog crap, so I can start. Uh, we might as well get the shitty news out of the way because it's, it's just uh, refurbished garbage anyway. And I've already talked about it. So uh, a little follow up to news we talked about a couple weeks ago in uh, Chris Rock and his uh, producing of the new Saw movie. That starts filming next week. I don't know if it's... Uh, they're making it sound like it's going to be an, another installment, and then I've read other places that it's a reimagining of Saul. So I don't know where it's going to uh, sit in the in the franchise as far as uh, what they're going to do with it. I don't really care. I love that franchise. I don't need another one, but I mean, I'll probably see it when it comes out because that's just how... I am with franchises that I like. Yeah, so. Saw is like heroin level addiction. Like even every time it comes out, I'm like, even though I've hated all of like everything past like three, mm-hmm. I still watch it. Like I'm angry about it. I'm real angry yeah, about right. it. But like I sit there and watch it just like. So did you love Jigsaw then? Oh God, I hate that movie. <laughs> okay, a little bit of a tangent here. Sorry. But the thing that pissed me off about Jigsaw, so we're all watching it for the traps anymore. And, like, they didn't really show anything. I was like, no, you show every mangled second of that person's body because I've had to sit through this garbage. I will tangent with you and raise you a tangent here, uh, Maddie. (laughs) There are so many cool things they could have done with Jigsaw. So many, like, callbacks they could have done from the other eight or nine that came before it. And they just, they, they dropped the ball super hard on that movie. And uh, that's I think the thing that pissed me back, uh, pissed me off the most was I was looking for all these little callbacks from the other ones and they didn't do one. Yeah. Um, especially with um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Princess Bride. He was the lead. He was the guy in the oh, first Carrie. one. Oh, Yeah, Carrie. I, I could have swore they were going to do something. Well, because he was in part and- seven. Probably. Yeah, he was in part seven. Like he like came back and like 
He was either in seven or six, which was just a flashback of yeah. like every Saw movie because they were like, we have so many plot holes to cement over. Yeah. But um, he came back in one of them and like they flashed back and showed that he had been doing all of this stuff for Jigsaw. And, yeah. and they're just kind of like, nope, adios. Yep. So I don't yeah. know. That was, there's my tangent. So anyway, uh, Chris Rock saw starting next week. I'll probably look for it next year sometimes. You're going to look for it. So that's my news. Ugh, that hurt. Go ahead, Maddie. <laughs> um, mine's really brief because I stole it from Patrick and I didn't read the whole thing. Surprise. But they are making a TV series featuring Pinhead. And that's amazing. Well, I mean, then they'll, they'll probably fuck it up. But that's amazing <clears throat> either way. I think Pinhead is such a cool character and I don't think they've explored him enough in mm-hmm. all the movies. That sounded strange. Let me back that up. I don't think they've explored his character a go. lot <laughs> in all the movies, and I am just really excited to see more. Who's behind it? Is it the like, Clive Barker and everybody? It producer to- Roy Lee and Ready Player One producer Dan Farah are the ones who are moving forward with it. They have not found a showrunner yet, and they want to get that established before they actually set it up with a network or a streaming yeah, I don't know service. where. Where the hell is Hellraiser gonna fucking play? It's not gonna play. That won't play on cable anywhere. No, that'll have to be like a streaming. Streaming Netflix, maybe. Possibly. I mean, Netflix yeah. has all the Hellraiser movies on there. You might yeah. as well just take it, Netflix. <laughs> they just have to know that if Netflix takes it, they're gonna go one season and then they'll they'll cancel them. Yeah, but as cool as I think it would be to see Pinhead on a TV series, how long can you really stretch right. that out? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it depends, you know, maybe he's just going to become like the Crypt Keeper and he just narrates or introduces because one of the things they're looking at is a possible anthology <clears throat> instead of fun. a full series for it. I'd take that, yeah, that'd do you be think fun. They, do you think they start over with his origins and, and lead into? It says the intention is to use the mythology established in the movie franchise and the Clive Barker novella, The Hellbound Heart, as a launch pad for the series. Could be an anthology or a more traditional narrative. I still haven't read The Hellbound Heart. I need to. I can't find it anywhere. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yes, that was my news. Stolen I would, I would watch that, definitely. I, I'd watch, check it out. Yeah. All right, straight from the horse's mouth. Alamo Drafthouse has announced its king-sized summer, and in celebration of the upcoming release of It Chapter 2, the Alamo Drafthouse will be rescreening several of Stephen King's movies. The lineup includes the Drafthouse-wide release of re-release of Creepshow, Maximum Overdrive, The Running Man, and Stand By Me, and then there's going to be select screenings of other classics such as Carrie, Pet Cemetery, The Mist, and more. I fucking love The Running Man. Does anybody remember that movie? I haven't seen it, no. Arnold, I, I do not, to tell Arnold you the truth. Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, that's all I remember. It was kind of a sci-fi related. Yeah, yeah. he gets put in this like this like this game, mm-hmm. and he's got to avoid, or he's got to fight all these like bigger-than-life muscle character yeah. guys that are trying to kill him. It's super, it's, it's really campy, but it's a ton of fun. So That's um, all that's, I've got. That's cool, though, that they're doing that. Yeah. So, just moving on to uh, what we've been watching. Uh, oh, sorry. Let's take out the news. Gotta do the outro. I'm sorry. You gotta have it. Yep. You can do it. Do, 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 do it with me. Come I'm on. Not, do, 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 it's the do, it's the do, news. I, say I have no. I have okay. no rhythm. Right. Well, I can't do it. All right. Anyway, I do do. <laughs> I do do it on the podcast. So there we go. I did it. Uh, what we've been watching. <laughs> Moving on. Um, uh, Manny, this is start. What do you got? I was talking to you guys earlier. I checked out All Hallows Eve because I was a huge fan of Terrifier and Art the Clown. So I checked that out. Not a great movie. <clears throat> 
in what it was because you know it was super super campy but it was a lot of fun i liked it a lot i want that role where the woman just sits there and drinks wine and watches like pseudo snuff films if anyone has a film role out like that i do that anyway i would be great at it so just pay me to drink wine and watch shitty horror movies and i'll be very happy you do that role for free yeah yeah you would (laughs) I would probably, but um, but if you get paid for it, you know, bonus. Yeah, yeah. that's also fine. <laughs> you know, if someone would just buy my wine, right? They pay you in wine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then what else have I been watching? I'm still watching that show where people's pets eat them. No more cult stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you've moved on from the cult stuff. And uh, I just haven't found anything else yet. No. What show? What is that? What, called? What it's called that? Fatal Attractions. It's on Prime. And it's great. It's just about people who own animals that they shouldn't, and then it turns around and like does what a wild animal is going to do. Is expected house. to do exactly. Yeah, like the one we All watched right. last night was about these two people had pythons, and one of them went after this guy's fourteen-year-old daughter when she was sleeping, and like she woke up and the snake was totally coiled around her, and they had to like saw the snake's head off to get her off. I think Jesus it's really cool Christ. just because like part of what I do. And my intern role is we do a lot of education because there's a ton of people who want to keep wild animals and we're like, please, Jesus, no. And I think shows like that are really important. At the same time, it's really entertaining to just sit there and be like, oh, you dumb fuck. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Patrick. Uh, I was able to catch a couple of things. Our friend Tom has been trying to get me to watch Star Trek Discovery on CBS All Access. I just can't get into it. It's a little too slow. The Klingons just talk way too freaking slow. And the content itself is not just, it, to me, it just hasn't captivated me quite yet. I'll probably give it a few more episodes. We'll see what happens with that. But I did find it interesting that they dropped two F-bombs within 30 seconds in one of the episodes. And I think this is like the first for any Star Trek having an F-bomb in an episode or a movie or anything like that. And it was within 30 seconds of each other, two F-bombs. Pretty cool. What is it, this? So this is not on cable. What is this? CBS All Access. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So it's a stream, their streaming service. Cool. Yep. And then the other thing I watched, and I had a lot of fun watching it, was Shazam. I was actually kind of surprised that I would enjoy it. I didn't find it all that appealing watching the trailers when it first came out, but it was humorous. They didn't take themselves seriously. It was more along the lines of a Marvel style movie. I just thought it was pretty darn entertaining. So I do suggest that one. Wasn't Shazam like an older TV show? I want to say yes, it was, because okay. that would have been like from my day. Uh, but yeah, it's a DC comic book character oh. brought to screen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he was actually the original Captain Marvel. DC had created the character. His name was Captain Marvel. They lost the rights to it because they didn't renew the trademark. Marvel picked it up, created their own version of Captain Marvel. DC could not get it back, so therefore when they recreated captain marvel in the dc universe they had to call him shazam instead savages yep Jeez. so that's it okay cool so just uh for me real quick this week this has been catching up on prairie lights submissions almost got a full boat uh for prairie lights film festival it's coming along 45 films in there right now uh so it is it's filling up uh but it's a ton of fun it's uh there's a lot of good stuff there having a lot of fun watching the stuff come through and the only other thing I checked out was I finally got to watch The Hole in the Ground. Super atmospheric, uh, nice tone to it. Uh, the acting's kind of subpar, but there's a lot of good spots in it. So 
I wouldn't tell somebody to not watch it, um, but if you come across the hole in the ground and you're curious, um, I would I mean, definitely check that out. So it was a it was a lot of fun. You should watch the new daughter if you like hole in the ground because I said that when we first watched yep. the trailer. It's the same movie except Scott I Kevin couldn't Costner. Find it? I think I looked that up, and I don't think I could find it when I did look it up. But it it didn't for like a movie with like a bigger name actor. It really didn't get a lot of yeah. hurrah. It was just gotcha. kind of there. But yeah, so uh, it was. Uh, I said it was. A, it was an okay movie. So it was not going to make my. You know, when we talk about our top ten at the end of the year, it probably won't end up on that list. But uh, I'm glad I. It's been on my in my queue for a while now. So I'm glad I finally got to um, check it out. Yeah, this this cast is trekking along <laughs> quickly. Um, I, I don't know if it's because the fourth is gone or what, but. Uh, we are uh, definitely moving right along in uh, in our stuff. It would be interesting. We should do we should do four episodes. One of us missing for each one. See which one's the shortest. Then we'll know who's the talker. Here's here's the thing too, though, is we usually don't cast three weeks straight. in a row. Yeah, we usually go um, every other week. So we usually have two weeks between casts. So there's usually a little bit more more news. we've watched and more news and uh, uh, a little more to chat about uh, versus going. Uh, right in a row mm-hmm. and just kind of I, I had a week to watch something so yeah. here's one thing yeah. versus five things anyway um, our topic what is jumping to that maybe that discussion will last more than 13 seconds uh, we'll see <laughs> but the topic kind of goes along with the feature film that we watched tonight too and it started out with uh, it kind of being uncomfortable scenes or uncomfortable moments in films uh, but it's kind of um turned into more of a discussion about instead of listing films i thought it'd be fun to discuss more about why we need these films and why we need them to exist and uh and why did they even start and more specifically when you're referring to these films you're talking more specifically about underground films extreme horror that type of stuff yeah 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 so maddie is probably the biggest expert on these films well, let's be honest at this table you watch more extreme stuff than mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. at this table and there's films i don't think we would have ever watched at this table had you not joined up on the podcast so expert wise uh you are probably leading that charge here today i'm honored but, well, <laughs> but you know no, but yeah so when we talk about extreme Films. I think the most extreme film that I watched before Maddie jumped on the cast was the Human Centipede movies, and even I'm those sorry, those are awful. Okay, but even <laughs> those are more plot driven than films like August Underground and whatever the fuck followed that. <laughs> so you could probably list more extreme movies than the couple that even I wrote down even Martyrs, and I don't think even Martyrs fits in. Uh, the August Underground kind of box. So throw them out there, Maddie. I guess start. Like, why did you? I guess why do you chase these movies? And why did you? How did you discover these movies? And and why do we need these to exist? I can't answer that last one for you. <laughs> I don't know why these need to <clears throat> exist. I heard about August Underground in high school. I got really into horror movies when I was in high school. And it was more about, like, testing myself. I wanted to see what I could watch and what I could handle. Who knows why? I just wanted that experience. And also, as I was really into effects and everything, 
So I also chased it because I wanted to see different kinds of effects work. And August Underground has some of the best special effects I've ever seen. That movie made me nauseous. And I just want to throw that out there because that is one of the most, that's probably the most extreme move. That is the most extreme movie I've ever seen. Um, Well, and and without giving too much away from when we get into the feature review Mm -hmm. here, because I learned more about August Underground watching that Mm -hmm. feature than I did knowing anything about it prior to that, obviously, that you said the special effects in that made it very hard to watch. But then learning that some of that was not special effects, Mm -hmm. that it was a, a portion of it was practical, that they were actually harming each other, that type of stuff. So... That's yeah. on them. Um, I, I know that's, that's completely on them. <laughs> yeah, and um, I actually didn't know that until I watched Sandman either. The gentleman who owned or who made August Underground actually have an effects company based out of Philadelphia. Okay. So, and they've done other stuff. Um, Fred Vogel, who is the guy behind August Underground, is is also the owner of the effects shop. He also owns Toe Tag Pictures, mm-hmm. and they basically, that's all they do is these underground movies, and I haven't seen anything else besides the August Underground trilogy that he's put out, but um, his effects work is just phenomenal. He is probably one of the best special effects artists. Would you call him the, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the godfather of... The godfather of these kind of... I don't know if he's really the godfather of them, but I think he's... As I said, August Underground was one of the first underground extreme movies that I'd heard Mm -hmm. about. So I think... And August Underground is a little... It has some infamy to it. And it pops up on like most disturbing films. Like lists and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other ones that I'm sure don't really pop up because mm-hmm. I'd never heard of the Sandman series until mm-hmm. I watched this. Yeah. And I that's not one I would chase. There's also, there's uh, an Asian one <clears throat> called uh, the Guinea Pig series, which yep. is basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's a movie called Slaughtered Vomit Dolls that I've never wanted to chase oh, because God, that name. <laughs> that sounds like a, gr- a great name for a band. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, to be fair, once I found August Underground, which did take quite a bit of time, I and watched them. I really didn't continue to chase that genre as much, even though I do still absolutely love more extreme horror movies. Mm-hmm. I just I like to have a tiny bit of plot in my movie. Yeah, just a tiny bit. And these movies don't really have a plot to them. They're just like clip. Yeah, it's films, kind of. Kind of right? Yeah, it's almost it's to simulate. I think the point of these movies is to simulate a snuff film. And I know a lot of people do try to see watch snuff films. Why? That's up to you. Mm-hmm. But the I was actually just reading a kind of interesting piece about actual snuff films, and they're apparently very hard to find because obviously the law enforcement tracks them mm-hmm. down and tries to see what's going on. Yep. But these movies are a little more accessible, and especially like. I think at one point in this movie, I know we're kind of crossing in between the feature review and... No, that's cool. This well, movie, it'll, it'll be a nice little segue into yeah. that. But so. there was a point where where the guy said, you know, watching people die in actual snuff films is boring. Mm-hmm. But, like, these horror movies are more creative, which is true. Most 
snuff films and there haven't been any that they've proven are real in circulation are people getting shot people getting beheaded people getting hung Mm -hmm. and that's not as exciting as what goes on in august underground so i'm not sure why these movies exist but as personally i just wanted to see it because it was listed on the most disturbing movies and i just once i started watching horror i just was really never affected by anything so i just kept like going to that next level that was my next question yeah that most i was just like i was watching a lot of mainstream horror and i just wasn't getting that fear or that Mm -hmm. feeling that i wanted to get from them so i was just like well, let's keep going down. Yeah, that's what my, I guess my next question was. Do you think people get so just kind of desensitized by, you know, Hollywood horror or mm-hmm. just the, the regular horror, I guess, that they have to continue to get that, I guess, high? They have to chase those yeah. underground kind of and films? I, I think for me, as I said, it kind of backfired because on one hand, yes, August Underground, as I said, was the most extreme movie I've watched and it was very gory, very disturbing and definitely the goriest movie I've ever seen. But it didn't have that fear aspect. And just because there's not a there's not really a plot, there's not really that sense of fear or foreboding or anything. Yeah. I guess on one hand, you could look at it like August Underground is about um, two serial killers who are like videotaping what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I guess if you get get into that mindset of like, oh, well, this could happen to me. I could be abducted mm-hmm. by a serial killer and yeah. like tortured and killed. But yeah, you just you're seeing it from the eyes of the killer mm-hmm. as opposed to the victim. So that, as I said, that fear just doesn't resonate. And I guess that's kind of the interesting part about these is you're seeing through the killer's eyes where a lot of mainstream horror you're seeing the vic you're with the victim the whole time and then you're seeing the killer Mm -hmm. without crossing too much over into what we're going to talk about when we review the film i think an answer to one of your questions josh Mm -hmm. was what's the appeal yeah yeah um bill zabub one of the directors uh, creators of underground what a stupid fucking name (laughs) yeah that he said people are gonna whack off to my movies Mm -hmm. and i think that is an appeal that there is some sort of sexual gateway for people with these movies uh be it misogynistic or whatever it may be in any way shape or form wanting to dominate women not having that ability to do it on their own Mm -hmm. uh being weak whatever but I, I would agree with him when he made that statement that there's probably yeah. a lot of sexual relief in watching these movies. So going into that, then, Maddie, because you you've spoken out against films that do not have that have pointless nudity mm-hmm. in them. And, you know, is this from what I just saw today kind of in our feature and the getting, I guess, an idea of what is goes on in these films? Lots of nudity mm-hmm. in those does that have the same kind of effect on you as far as like what's the point of could he cut her face off or whatever with if she was still wearing a shirt you know what i mean or will you nobody know, chase these movies because that's not in there you know that's a good question i think part of it is you do find a lot of serial killers and that's what these movies are trying to portray serial killers yeah and a lot of them have a lot of sexual elements to their to their MOs. Mm. And so it makes sense to have it in there. And also like what irritates me about mainstream horror movies that have boobs and stuff in them mm-hmm. is that they're trying to attract people. These people know their audience. They they're not trying to attract more people yeah. because there's titties in them. Mm-hmm. They're just like 
it just to me it's kind of almost different because it just there happens to be titties in but, them, but they're not trying to attract like. Those, but, they, the, but they know that it look won't at their audience without though. it though. Their audience are, is a bunch of dudes. Yeah, and you know, you, yeah, are they gonna and, be and, like? And, is, and that's exactly what Bill Zabub says: yeah. is that my my movies will not sell if there's not boobs in them. Yeah, yeah, you know what. It is kind of irritating, but at the same time, I understand that that's their audience. As so I said, it that just, gets a pass, kind of. It does kind of get a pass. Like I'm not watching these movies because there's titties on them yeah. because I have an incognito window on my uh, computer. It, it does get a little bit of a pass. It just doesn't bother me as much, especially like I think August Underground was shot on a cell phone, so like the titties are a little, <laughs> a little sorted there. <laughs> They're not clear. <laughs> Those aren't picture clear titties. I don't know. You're right. I mean, I, it's kind of like come on, guys. But at the same time, like I'm sure ninety percent of serial killers strip mm-hmm. their victims and yeah. stuff because serial killers, for the most part, have been misogynistic men who can't um, and for the most part are doing it for sexual pleasure and yep. everything else yeah yeah so that's what they're trying to recreate you're right i wish that there was a mo- august underground they cut someone's dick off That'd one of cool. them at least it's fair it is fair yeah, yeah if so. i get titties i better get some dick gotcha uh so how does <laughs> how does august underground hold up to then films like a serbian film or faces of death or other stuff that's kind of chasing that that realistic. I feel like I'm doing an interview show right now. But how does that hold up to uh, uh, like so the Serbian film or Faces of Death or films that are still trying to chase that? This is they're selling it as real that this mm-hmm. is really happening. Have you seen? I know you've seen the Serbian film. I have, and that's I, got a plot to it. So I guess that's yeah. Where I guess it, differs but faces of death there's no plot to those movies they no just... faces of death and i have not seen faces of death yet are there multiple yeah there's or, yeah. like one and two i think faces of death was would kind <laughs> of be like an introductory or i don't know it's just kind of one of those things that gets like shared around the internet gotcha. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like it was the first like shitty chain letter that said oh so and so's gonna be under mm-hmm. your bed tonight if yeah. you don't share the whatever I think even people who aren't really into extreme horror, I think there's a morbid curiosity about yeah. death because newsflash to whoever doesn't know, we're all going to die one yeah. day. Um, Hopefully not in that fucking August not in underground faces of death way. Yeah, right? but yeah. Um, and then a Serbian film. What, Does, is what, that was, the, what was even the like? Hang, is that point? Uh, sorry, is that an extreme film just because of the ending of that movie? Do you think that's why people? Uh, there's a lot of stuff in there that you're kind of like. What the? F- why would you put that in there? Yeah. Um, the Serbian film is in its whole is in a its whole other universe. It just kind of like occupies the space in the genre. Yeah. But there are more extreme horror movies like a Serbian film mm-hmm. that I don't think go to that underground level because yeah, yeah. they're widely distributed. Like Martyrs, Martyrs is pretty yeah. extreme, yeah. but um, it it was you know somewhat widely distributed. Yeah. Um, I think the production value is kind of a huge thing too yeah. because even though a serbian film crosses some questionable moral boundaries it's a well-made movie the yeah. acting's good the production value's good i don't think it was filmed on an ipad yeah. in the dark gotcha. martyrs same thing fantastic acting so mars was good yeah i think these movies are kind of like a bridge for a lot of people who do like that more extreme but are like mm, I'm mm-hmm. not going to infect my computer looking for these more extreme because yeah. yeah, these yeah. ones, as I said, are hard to find. I just have a feeling that the people who enjoy those movies 
would not enjoy any type of independent or Hollywood style mm-hmm. yeah. horror movie. Mm-hmm. That they're not getting what they need out of those movies that they do from the underground movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and like in some ways, a lot of these underground movies are kind of pornographic. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, um, and it's. <laughs> I think it's more acceptable to sit down and be like, have you seen Martyrs? Then like, have you seen X porn movie? Like, yeah. it's just, it's something that's more acceptable to talk about. It's more acceptable to like, like these extreme horror movies that are, you know, widely made and distributed. Like as I said, Serbian film martyrs, blah, blah, blah. Then I don't think I've ever like pulled up to anybody that wasn't in the horror community and been like, have you seen August underground? Because yeah. then they'll go home and Google it and be like, delete yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfriend unfriend no thank you uh, he made two he made two follow-ups correct yes two... there's three august underground movies okay you can you tell the titles um august underground august underground penance and august underground mortem but they're all pretty much the same goddamn movie yeah, the same goddamn movie cool. just you know different kills different he doesn't deaths. go he didn't up his extreme i mean throughout a little bit but like the first one is so out there that you're kind of like oh, okay like it's just once you see it you're kind of like gotcha okay and you know what's really kind of disturbing is i've actually <clears throat> spoken to fred vogel via email back when i was doing effects and he critiqued some of my work and he is one of the nicest people mm-hmm. i've ever spoken to he's just a nice genuine friendly guy and then to like have him have this movie that he's made you're like oh, yeah shit <laughs> and once again without getting too much into the feature film he did say that you know he has to go to his quiet place in order to get ready to go into the dark place maybe maybe we should just transition into that because we're talking about it anyway so uh so we watched a feature film tonight called sandman and patrick's got deeds on that I do have deets on it. Sandman 2006, running 84 minutes. Currently, you can watch it for free on Tubi TV. Soft for digging and mimic Sentinel director J.T. Petty blurs the line between fact and fiction while exploring the connection between voyeurism and horror films by speaking with both the people who make them and the scholars who study them. IMDb rating 5.6, Metacritic score not available, Rotten Tomatoes critics 82%, Rotten Tomato audience score 55%. And so we're clear this is basically a documentary, not so much a horror film. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we'll continue the discussion now. <laughs> um, since, so now we don't have to, uh, now we can bleed over into yeah. the. Uh, Unintended. What's that? Unintended. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about anyway, though. So I didn't know Essen, or I didn't know, see, I almost called it Essen Man because it's so weird. The title is written weird. But I didn't know if Sandman was a document. I knew nothing about this movie mm-hmm. at all. Had no idea. I didn't look anything up. I was just like, I after I dug for it on Tubi TV for four <laughs> fucking hours, I finally found it, and I uh, had no idea it was a documentary. It was it more of a mockumentary. It's, it's, it's what people are terming a hoaxumentary. Okay, because he actually did from what I, the research that I was able to do, he was actually trying to make a documentary about a peeping Tom that lived down his road. Okay. That that part was actually true. That's true. Okay. And that he actually had these people lined up like Carol Clover and some of the other people as uh, the uh, scholars and people, uh, the directors and everything else. He had these people lined up to talk about it. And it was true that this guy said, I don't want to do it. But then in order to make a movie and keep making this movie, then he added the fictional Sandman storyline along with it. Because those Sandman stories do not exist. That was actually an actor playing the director of the Sandman movies, etc. 
So the, the but the Sandman movies are a real thing. I thought they were. They're not a real thing. Okay. Okay. See, Again, uh, yeah, I got under, really fucking. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. I've, I've, yeah. I searched for them. I know it's hard to find underground stuff, but I can't even ref- find references to Sandman Volume Eight, Volume Seven, anything gotcha. like that. Well, yeah. and that's what is really difficult about these underground horror movies is that's not the first time that's happened we mm-hmm. i've looked for movies that don't exist for mm-hmm. years just mm-hmm. because these movies are almost treated like a like a secret yeah <laughs> yeah i i will say while i wasn't a fan per se of this documentary i will say that he did an excellent job of doing exactly what the underground movies do mm-hmm. and blur the line between fact and fiction mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i think he did a really good job of making us we we can look at this documentary and not know exactly what is true throughout any of it. hundred percent. Even with what Vogel was saying or Bilzebub or the, the, I can't remember the other director's name, but just going in knowing that the Sandman line was made up, but it seems so damn realistic. Mm -hmm. The guy who played that part, I thought did a really nice job in portraying a director that was similar to these other directors. He's the only one I questioned throughout the whole fucking thing because Mm -hmm. his like, so Bill Zabub is that's a real filmmaker, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, and, and, I, and I've actually heard of his stuff, so yeah. I knew that those guys were established. And then he threw this fourth guy in, and I, yeah. I, and I assumed at first he was just another filmmaker. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was the only one I was like, "Is this guy?" Like, a he was doing way different shit than mm-hmm. the other ones. But when he made the statement about, "Oh well, you know, they've never called the police on me," I was like, "This is some bullshit. That that can't even be possible." That you followed around people for however long you follow these girls and then ask them randomly, Hey, so you know, I've been filming you, but but don't call the police. Right. But that was one of the questions that the documentary director had for him then was, did you really tell them or not? And he wouldn't answer that question. question. So my assumption was within the storyline, he was not telling them. So that's why the police were never contacted. Yeah. It's just, I don't know that you think you'd be able to find like a string of murders in this guy's area. I don't Mm -hmm. know where he lived or anything, but he seemed like live in one place. He lived in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's probably enough horrific deaths in New York. Yeah. Yeah. How would you know? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Unless you carved like Jerry did this shit into like every single one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he was the only one that, and it was great. So clearly they did it right because he was the only one I questioned throughout that whole documentary. This is Beelzebub and the August Underground guy, and even the Scream Queen lady that was so like, I'm going to be a big star one day. Debbie D. Was yeah. That her name? yeah. Even her, I was like, this, uh, I mean, I, I get it. I, I buy these people and what they're doing, but we've met the these Eric people. guy. I mean, you've gone to Crypticon. You've met these type of people. Not those people. No, those people are not at fucking Crypticon. Those people They're are at, at Chiller. Yeah, yeah, yeah in New right. Jersey. You're right. Yeah. Those people are not at Crypticon at all. Um, I've been to a couple of those, and I've never ran into Debbie D. Okay. or anybody like her uh, once. Did anyone like check out the Chiller <clears throat> convention after this? Though I looked it up to see Mm-mm. like if it was like a thing, and yeah, it's still a thing, still going on. It's in fucking New Jersey sometime in October, and I kind of want to go now. And it's, and it's more of an extreme underground horror. It is it's, festival see, circuit. It could also convention. just be that's who it gathers because it's in fucking New Jersey. Yeah, but yeah, I looked it up. Not a lot. I just saw that it was a thing. It was going on. But mm-hmm. um, Patrick, are you looking it up right yeah, now? Yeah, it's the chiller theater expo it's well it's got a website anyway i mean if you want to believe the internet yeah i believe the internet and i'm down here in the basement with you guys so yeah. i haven't been murdered yet it's our, it's we're playing the long game here oh, have, you, have you been here a year yet maddie <laughs> not quite uh, okay not quite. well we're working on it 
What kind of stuff, I guess, on that website does it tell you? Like, does it have, like, titles of films you can find there? Does it have, like, the film festival? Come watch August Underground Presents well, Poop first, in the Wound. First of all, it's a pretty horrible website. So I'm going <laughs> to have is, to kind of so dig 80s. through this. It's, it's extremely very first-gen website. I'm, I, the only thing it's missing is, is blinking text. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, Josh, uh, did you ever return August Underground to me? I did. Okay. I returned I it unwatched. It I could not do it. I okay. think I took it out of the case once, um, but it didn't actually land in my DVD Blu-ray player. And this, here's the thing. You, that wasn't a mistake, but you made the mistake, I guess, of telling me what it was before... I got it, and so True. I had that whole thing in my head before I pulled the trigger on it of, do I really want to watch somebody put their poop in somebody <laughs> else's open wound? Mm, not really. Uh, begotten was, uh, you got me, um, <laughs> but I, I feel like it would have been, because is there... I can't imagine there's dialogue in August Underground, or if it's, there is like dialogue, it's little. not written. Yeah, um, I... I it's been a very long time since I've seen any of these movies because, like, I watch them, and then my best friend and I, who I love to death, are both <clears throat> horrible people. Yeah. And all we used to do is, like, we'd have horror movie marathons, and we'd sometimes just chuck August Underground into the mix. Like, hey, gotcha. kids. Which is, it's kind of the same thing with Serbian film. I don't have a desire to ever watch Serbian film again, mm-hmm. but I like watching it with, like, other people who gotcha. haven't seen it because it's fun. Yeah. But then I'm not really watching the movie. I'm watching mm-hmm. my horror friend. I do that same thing with my wife. Yep. Yeah, who's never yep. coming to my house again. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really have a lot of information. It seems like they okay. wait until they have it all set up and ready to go once all the vendor applications have been So the police yeah, break it break up, up in advance. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say it's not until October, so they can't have everything up gotcha. there. And next year, live from Chiller Convention. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, live August Underground. Um, <laughs> that would be fucked up. But yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I don't know. Said I, I. I didn't hate watching Sandman. I just didn't get it. The other thing was like, I, I guess, and it kind of answered my question in this movie. Is like, where the fuck do these fi- do they find these volunteers to participate in these movies? Girls like Debbie D and. Like, I felt so bad. That girl that was surrounded in Beelzebub's movie in the bar where she's surrounded by the fire, she looked like she fucking hated herself after she got done making whatever the fuck they made that day. But she also said that she's done other stuff with him. So what makes those people, I guess, come back to make and volunteer uh, to make more of those movies? Like, what draws them to participate in that shit? I have no idea. Um, I've done some acting myself, but I've always been the bad guy. I've never been a victim. So I There might be some women who think that's hot. Just like there's, prob- there's some guys out there that think this is hot. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, who freaking knows? Some people just are really into that shit. And listening to Debbie D talking, it almost seemed like it, empowered her in some way in Mm -hmm. some fashion i don't know what that would be but she took a lot of pride and it's like i didn't expect i would be doing this type of thing but once i did it and realized that people were getting into it then i enjoyed doing it more so to me that seems like some form of empowerment for her Hmm. well i mean i think it would be really hard 
to portray this kind of thing in the kind of realism that these underground movies mm-hmm. expect. So, like, if you're doing a good job, I th- yeah, I think that's something to be proud of. You I think? mean, you obviously... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you obviously I have. Some, yeah, I mean, I don't know how hard it is to act like you're being slaughtered, but I don't think there's any acting really. In, uh, come show up here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie you to a cross, and I'm gonna pretend to kill you. This and, is why I don't come to y'all's film sets. And you need to be naked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. and next week I'm gonna tie you upside down to that same cross and do the same thing, but we're gonna call it Bill's above presents. <laughs> upside down cross you know what i mean like when he was refilming the scene from jesus christ what was it jesus christ or something like that (laughs) jesus christ serial rapist yeah (laughs) i totally forgot about okay so she's laying down on the floor with the candles and he's just it's like four guys and all he's doing is getting drunk and then using what is that called the the putty that they the wax putty that they use for scars yeah oh yeah scar putty yeah so he's using that to try to make it look like someone had cut the word lion mm-hmm. into her back but it's like the only thing they shot the entire night oh you were able to read the word Good well because they, they <laughs> subtitled it believe it or not oh i missed it yeah, yeah, it was subtitled you. because they, the, the camera panned past it and it said lion in quotes and weird like, oh really okay i love subtitles like fucked up subtitles is my favorite thing ever like i said that girl i felt really bad for is that fucking is that Tony Danza and yeah, I, yeah, kind of yeah. I'm gonna say that they had the weirdest lineup of people just showing up as the uh, celebrity guests to this thing. This was from last year. Can we please go to ChillerCon? <laughs> I mean, but Tony Danza is there, but there's also like Piper Laurie from Carrie, Edward We're, Furlong and his soul. Yeah, that makes kind of sense. Uh, William Cat though. Well, I guess he was in Carrie. Yeah. Uh, but he was like the the, the greatest American hero, mm-hmm. Billy Zane. That makes sense because yeah. he was in Demon Knight. Yeah, bunch of people from Walking Dead, uh, B-rated people. Yeah, but uh, Linda Blair That's was there. That's a big one. Yeah, Pugsley, the guy who played Pugsley from Adam's Family. I thought he died. Um, but like Morgan Fairchild, <laughs> Joan Van Ark. It's like the strangest what a weird lineup, collection yeah. of people that are there. Animal House Two reunion. I mean, like any convention, they need those people to draw people in i just wouldn't think that they would need those kind of people to draw people in at that chiller con or whatever because it feels like they know the kind of people that are going to show up anyway and it's if, if all they're selling at those movies is those kind of underground extreme films that you can't find anywhere only certain people are coming to your exactly. i don't if, if you are me and you're like hey come meet linda blair but on the way to meeting Linda Blair, you got to walk by a bunch of decapitated people with crosses in their butt. Then you <laughs> have to. I, I'm not going to go to that one. Um, I want to. You're meet such Linda, a party pooper. Josh. I want to meet Linda Blair, but I just don't need the extra. <laughs> you call me a party pooper. That's fine. Uh, I don't need that extra visual. I guess so. Uh, which is exactly the uh, th- uh, the reason I would not. I could not watch August Underground because. That's just too real for me. Well, did you watch... You watched Serbian film. I did not make it through Serbian film. Okay. I, but why did you attempt to watch it? Because I have a little... Uh, not little. I have a... I guess a person I call a friend um, named uh, Matt Kaiser who talked about a Serbian film constantly because they used to... They haven't podcasted for a little while, but no. they had a, a podcast where, where they did like a billion episodes mm-hmm. and they talked about a Serbian film and I used to listen to that podcast and they talked about it a lot. So I was like, you know what? I'll find a way to see if I can 
check it out. And I did not make it too far, but I remember them talking about the ending of that movie. So I was like, I made it here. I'm going to skip the middle and I'm just going to see what this ending's all about. That was a bad idea. Um, that ending is so horrible. Yeah. That's and the then so I did not, I watched maybe a third of a Serbian film and I got the point and I'm done now with that one. So there you go. See, I've got the mentality that I may just end up watching it to be one of those people that say, yeah, I sat through the whole fucking thing. And I would say good for you, man. I couldn't do it. And as I said, when I started looking into these more extreme movies, that was my mentality, too. I just want to sit through this and watch it. And just to say you could do it, just say I could do it. And I don't know why. It's not like I bust out of my house and was like, hey, everybody, I watched August Underground back to front. Yeah. That's not an accomplishment. That's not something I'd put on my resume, but it was like in my head. I was like, okay, you can do this. You can watch this. It's fine. I guess if you can separate yourself from Mm -hmm. what is going on on screen, I just don't know if I can do that. There's just stuff I don't want to see. Like I keep going back to the poo and the open wound. I just, I mean, I have three kids and I change diapers. I've seen my share of poo. Maybe that's it. I have never changed a child's diaper in my life, and I don't. I don't do well with body fluids. Yeah, but you coming. can. But you can watch it on film, and that's fine. Yeah, I also you don't get the smell, and you don't. Yeah, get the, yeah, yeah, and it's fine. Yeah. Although, like, I am like angle deep in raccoon shit all the time, yeah. so that's a thing. I can tell you right now, if you've ever changed a poopy diaper, if you see poo on film, I promise you, you can smell it. You can smell it. Yeah. It's the strangest fucking thing. You can. Uh, it's there. So that's why I don't need to see the the poopy <laughs> in movies. Uh, I'm good. So, but anyway, back to, I guess, the movie. Um, what is everybody's kind of like overall feeling of, I guess, I said what I would call a mockumentary. I, I will say, even though this was not our traditional type of movie that we would watch and review for the podcast, that... I'm kind of glad we did because, you know, Maddie, I've heard you talk about August Underground. I've heard you talk about a couple other things like this. Never really quite understanding what that was Mm -hmm. because I had no history of those movies. Mm -hmm. So watching this kind of gave me a little bit of insight. Once again, not knowing what is fact or fiction because this movie itself was not based on. It was based on blurring that line between fact and fiction. So it kind of gave me an idea of what to expect if I decide to do something like watch August Underground or something like that. The movie itself, quite frankly, bored me. Yeah, it because, is a little. Because it wasn't handled well enough in the documentary style to make it a good documentary. Mm-hmm. So for that fact, I couldn't really I could, couldn't really care less about it one way or the other. I can appreciate it for what it is. I can see where it did get the 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. that people saying that he did do a good job of, like I said, blurring that line. But for me, it's not something that I would probably say, hey, I think this is something you should watch. Yeah. Well, and I didn't pick this because I thought it was a phenomenal movie. I kind of wanted the discussion mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. more. Yeah. And especially because I do open my mouth about extreme horror all the time and i just wanted you guys to have a little window into mm-hmm. that world so you had seen sandman before this. i had and okay. actually just like you we i had watched it with my friend and we had done no research yeah. no nothing we thought it was another extreme because we saw fred vogel on the back and we're like oh, oh. yeah button up kids but yeah we <laughs> ended up sitting there and watching it and it was just interesting yeah and if you look at the posters and the dvd covers for it and everything else i think it markets itself as something that it's not yeah, yeah it 100%. does 100 yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a weird cover 
for mm-hmm. a documentary style movie. Yeah. But I also I love documentaries. I really I, do. I do too, and that's where I that's where I said I was disappointed because I think he I think he accomplished what he was trying to do. It just wasn't done in a good way. Yeah. God, I don't know how else to describe that. Yeah. No, it's okay. I think watching this movie there was a movie or a documentary on something called Haunters Haunt. Yeah. And like I was talking about extreme haunted houses. That shit I don't understand. We reviewed mm-hmm. that on the podcast. We talked about that. I know we yeah. talked about it. Yeah. yeah. We talked about it. I don't know if we yeah. reviewed it. We didn't but review it. We talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I know they kind of in Haunters Haunt. What was it called? Haunter Haunters. Uh, I think it was Haunters, but I could be okay. fucking wrong. In that documentary, yeah. they kind of I think they referenced movies like this a couple times but it's just kind of like no for me that's a hard line there's a difference to me between like watching a movie like this and like paying someone to like lock me in a coffin and waterboard me for a couple hours but like there is a lot of there's a lot of comparisons made between these two but to me i'm like no but is there a line because it's it's basically physical torture versus mental yeah but um I'd rather be mentally tortured than but physically mentally tortured, tortured. On the, I'd rather be. Would you rather be? You'd rather be sliced and hung to a cross than put in a coffin for. A no, bit? no, but no. I was talking about watching. Oh, gotcha. Watching these extreme horror movies as opposed to these extreme as, going to these extreme as, haunted houses. Yep. Gotcha. And, Viewing versus participating. Yeah, gotcha. no, okay. I don't want to participate in that. But th- as yeah. I said, they make they've made some like references yeah. to these, like because c- there's some people that are like these movies aren't enough. I want to experience gotcha. that fear, yeah. and I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah. Why? The, the documentary we were referring to is called Haunters: The Art of the Scare, and I believe that's still on Netflix. And it's a fantastic documentary. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Documentary, really so you should check that out. Um, I mean, I don't really know what else to, I guess, hit on. Did you have any more notes, Patrick, or anything? Uh, no, no, those were those were pretty much my notes. I and and when we get to the point of actually like rating it, I don't think we can rate this how we would a normal film either. Okay, well, I mean, if nobody's else, if nobody's got really anything else to cover on it, do you I, have anything else? I was going to ask: Did <clears throat> watching this movie make you guys ever want to pursue more extreme horror? Either of you, or no. are you both good? I'm good. Like I said <laughs> I do have my benchmarks that I do want to see, but I don't think it's necessarily within the underground Realm, spectrum. Yeah. Um, because I do want to try to knock out martyrs. I do want to stretch myself that far and see what that's like. Martyrs, you'd be safe with versus fucking starting with. Uh, uh, August Underground. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, once you watch, like, that, you, you, nothing else is going to bother you. August Underground, you mean? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm a big fan of just ripping that Band-Aid right off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm more of an ease into it, but, like, so the most extreme movie that I watched before, I guess, you came on the cast, like I said, was the three Human Centipede movies. And even those, like, that first one, even though I was like, mm, Poo again. So <laughs> let's talk uh, about those for a second. Why? I want to know why those were made. Here's the thing: those <laughs> why were, were the others made? I mean, there's, there's some least, audience for it. They were somewhere. at least plot driven. Yeah, they were plot driven versus just like clip films. You know, what I mean, there was a plot to the first Human Centipede. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for like drawing that. Y- one. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, but even the second Human Centipede, when him going back and referencing the first Human Centipede, there was a a weird plot to that one, almost an extreme, like an August underground plot to that one. As far as like this guy saw this movie and he wanted to recreate it. And then uh, I'm not even going to talk about the third one. So 
the whole premise behind it when when you know it's like hey let's attach somebody's mouth to someone's anus yeah who does that who thinks of this and says hey let's make a movie out of this (laughs) the same people that are pooing in their hand and rubbing it in an open wound wound. it's the same people yeah um i think i said poo on this cast now yeah i was gonna say if you're listening at home take shots every time john references (laughs) shit (laughs) i mean i could i could start saying shit now but uh, poo's already i mean are we past like nine o'clock so the kids aren't listening i don't know well uh, let's be honest there's no kids listening to this podcast um yeah no one thing i will say these movies are extremely misogynistic not only in the fact that they are killing and torturing women Mm -hmm. have you ever seen a smart woman in any of these movies even Mm. like august under no sorry even like human centipede which kind of dips its toe into that realm Mm -hmm. those two women are so stupid like, there is not a brain cell in sight. Who the fuck walks into somebody's house after they're like, hey, are you alone? I'd be trucking it back through those woods. Fuck no. Like, th- But we all know if they didn't go into that house, that movie wouldn't exist. I know. So, right? They should make, like, a series called, like, 10 Second Horror Movies where someone, like, makes a smart decision. It just, like, dun-dun and then ends. A 10 Second Horror Film Anthology just called Nope. <laughs> just called nope where they go to the house and say you should come in here nope and next one it's like a series drives up in a van rolls down the window not even he doesn't even ask just rolls down the window and she looks in nope nope i know starts to go into the woods but you see like a shutter and he's like nope Nope. yeah write it down it's gonna be classic shortest freaking horror movies ever uh should we rate this thing yeah I, i guess we could just do the overall rating just the overall yeah, because there's really no, I mean, well, maybe gore I, factor. They talk about gore. They, they yeah, show, okay, they show clips from those yeah, movies. Let's go ahead oh, and do yeah, that. We, we'll find. All right, we rate our movies using the gore score, the fear factor, and then our overall rating slash would we recommend it to a friend. So let's start with the gore score. I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll get probably a seven, seven, eight with uh, probably maybe higher with uh, the clips they showed. I mean, they're fucking gross. So they were... Some of the clips they showed were you might as well watch the movie. I felt like really so. like which one would you? Uh, I mean, there's one where the I feel like uh, there's one in the bathtub. They're covered in oh, when they were vomiting on each other. Yeah, and stuff I mean, like there's that. stuff yeah. like that. Like I, that's to me. I mean, gory. I guess. Yeah, I but, think I think for me, I'd probably give it a probably lower than you. Probably a five or so. Okay, that's fair. And, and maybe it was because it was once removed because I was watching somebody watch it it wasn't like a full clip of it or yeah, something like that you're right and i guess that end scene where he slits her throat yeah yeah but but vomit the vomit is my i think yeah. hard line and to know that they did that voluntarily vomit and poo. it's like oh go ahead yeah go ahead vomit on me yeah. sure yeah no like as i said as an actor <clears throat> or someone who has acted before i wouldn't go so far to call yeah. myself an actress i wouldn't my doing a gory movie like this but the second any other body fluid came involved i would be like no yeah absolutely no you are not throwing up on Mm -hmm. me no you are not peeing on me because to me that takes it to a pornographic place i don't know why the blood doesn't bother me but the second there's another body could take it to a pornographic place if that's what gets people off you know it could but like I just try not to think about that. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said on last week's podcast, blood can be used as a lubrication. <sighs> no blood. I, I don't care if you bleed on me, but let's take the let's take the pee out of this movie. Yeah. All right. Come on, man. So, Maddie, then your uh, gore score. 
I'll go with you and give it a five just because okay. these clips were kind of more removed mm-hmm. than. Okay. Yeah, it, it wasn't like I had actually wasn't... popped in the VHS and I was watching this. It was more like, a, yeah, it's more presented documentary style. So I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Cool. Uh, Fear Factor. I mean, we don't need to. Uh, we could probably skip Fear Factor. If you're going to skip one, we could probably skip that one yep. because uh, I can't, I can't get it. Well, I think we'd to... probably get a one across the yeah. board. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, so then overall rating, and would you recommend it to a friend? Uh, for me, it's going to ride that middle line and just be like a five. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any friends that are into extreme horror, uh, nor do I have friends that I don't think would be interested in being educated about extreme horror. So probably not. Okay. Ready? Um, same. I do. I like, I enjoy this documentary and um, I think it's pretty cool. But at the same time, you're right. It is kind of boring. Mm-hmm. It's boring. I don't know if I'd, so I'd give it five, five, six. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend this to a wide group of my friends, but I do have friends that do like extreme horror and I'd maybe say, eh, check it out. Cool. I'm probably going to go lower. I'm going to say like a three, uh, as it stands as a documentary, just not well put together, even okay. though I do feel he succeeded in what he was trying to do. It just, as I said at the start of talking about the film, it just did not get my attention. It bored me. So I'm going to put it at a three. Cool. Fair. And would I recommend it to somebody? No. If someone wanted to get into watching extreme horror, I would point them in the direction of where they can get actual facts about extreme horror, not something that blurs the lines. Mm-hmm. That's also fair. Cool. Shall we do um, some plugs? Uh, Maddie? I don't think I have anything. I do have a question for Patrick. Every time I come over here, your cats try to get intimate with my purse. Mm-hmm. Just want, want to explain that? That's how I train them. Okay, fantastic. Cool. Uh, for Greg, check out uh, gregthemovieguy.com. He writes uh, he writes some kick-ass reviews over there. So there's Greg's vlog. We got that in. Prairie Lights Film Festival is coming up here. It's it's uh, still a little a few months away, but uh, October. October 11th, 12th, and 13th at the Grand Theater in Grand Island, Nebraska. I believe the submissions are still open on the Film Freeway page. Uh, if you're a Nebraska filmmaker, send those in. We will watch them. Uh, but as far as the actual festival, it's coming in October. Um, if you're in Nebraska or willing to travel a little ways, it is a super fun festival. Kicks ass. We go there every year. Have a ton of fun. And uh, they show a lot of uh, really fun and cool Nebraska films. So go check uh, that out. They have a Facebook page, uh, Prairie Lights Film Festival. That's it. If you are a fan of the Frightcast, and we know that you are, help us out. Make sure that you head on over to iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to us on and make sure that you rate and review us. Make sure that you also check us out online. We're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, so share, 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 and share some more. And finally, make sure to check out our films at MidnightFrightFilms.com. Cool. Uh, So, yeah, for myself and the uh, traveling Greg and Maddie and Patrick, that was the Midnight Frightcast episode 60. We will see you next time.